Hello and welcome to episode number 188? Insert number, I yeah. think. Uh, 188, yeah. 188 of Life's Gamer Radio. <laughs> no, hang on. 183. <laughs> Fucking hell. Where did we get 88 right. from? Jesus Christ. Right. Because I, I'm looking on the podcast app and there are 187 listings. Oh. Because I think we've got a, couple, a few unnumbered episodes. and, yeah. yeah. D&D um, You know, back in the, the, myth, the mist of time, we, we had a few episodes that weren't numbered. Mm. Fuck. All right, I'm start again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 183 of Laps Game Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer. Joining me tonight, Nick Case and Mark Chazzy Ray. How are you doing? All good. good, thanks. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um uh anything interesting going on in the last like couple of weeks since we last recorded no 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 i went to the dentist no. that was about that... as exciting as my life has gotten that was a whole ordeal I went out and... um yeah, i went out into the real world and took my son to the science museum if that counts oh Ooh. i bloody love the science that museum was... oh i didn't tell you about that yeah so yeah I went to... <laughs> we took my son to the science museum <laughs> strapping boys so something did happen strapping right so I went to the Science Museum with my son. It was all very lovely, and it was lovely and sunny. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll treat him. We'll, we'll take him down to Oxford Circus, to Hamley's. Okay. And um, Yeah, so, you know, we pop out of Oxford Circus Tube, you know, do the, do the left, get down to Regent Street. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people here, and it seems quite noisy. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And I realised I was right in the middle of all those protests. <laughs> oh. All the people, like, protesting for not having masks. and But it was oh. like... It seemed to be multiple... Pro- it was like just everyone come down and protest about something for the day in Regent Street. Mm. So you had like free Palestine over here and so like, you know, um, like don't wear masks over there. Is it like uh, Speaker's yeah. Corner in... Uh, is it Hyde Park? Yeah, Speaker's Corner, but just yeah, yeah. but just the whole of <laughs> Regent Street oh, and they were just going up and down. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. You need to take so, yeah, down just got to, completely caught in You that. need to take him down to Hamleys at Christmas. Presuming yeah. that, like you know, every or, like social distancing and everything, it was right bare bones, yeah. man. But Hamleys yeah. at Christmas is kind of something um, amazing. I went down there. Um, I don't go down to London very often, um, but I went down there a few years ago. It was like the thirtieth anniversary of uh, the Final Fantasy, and we got tickets to go and see the uh, Distant Worlds, like um, music from Final Fantasy concert, oh, right. at the Royal Albert Hall. Nice, um, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it was you know Christmas time in in London. They got like the ice skating rink outside the front of the Natural History Museum, which oh, I'd never yeah. seen before. Oh, lovely! Um, and my yeah, other half had not only she'd never been to Harrods before, she'd never even heard of Harrods. What? Which I know, I know. I <laughs> wow. it was I, like I, I kept saying, "Should we go down to Harrods?" And she's like, "Are you saying Halfords?" <laughs> she didn't understand <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> yes, I will have some. That new would have been a very interesting proposition. <laughs> windscreen. Wipers. Yeah, London's got an amazing branch of Halfords. Go on, love. Uh, let's go down to London and go to Halfords. Get a new bicycle. Um, That's get it. a new JVC stereo for the car. Uh, no, she did. Yeah, she'd never been there before, so I took her down there for a, like a, you know an experience of. Uh, of because Harrods is Harrods and Hamleys are both like something something extra at Christmas. They're they're kind of incredible. Usually, I, I yeah. guess last year was slightly different. Um, yeah, I don't go to London enough. London's all right, is it? 
it's okay. It's all right, you it's, know. Um, it's not. It's not Birmingham. Don't get me wrong. Depends where you go. Um, yeah, there's plenty of other cities. I I think are, I, I I would never ever <laughs> even even if money was no object, never even consider living in London. No. Um, but it's all right no. to visit. It's got some incredible museums. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, science and history museums are good, and they're yeah. pretty yeah. much like meshed into each other. Which is nice. Yeah, um, the British Museum, the V and A, uh, the yeah. um, National Gallery, and the National Portrait Gallery, uh, and they're all you know free to get in. Uh, they encourage you to give a little That's donation, great. but yeah, they're incredible. I, even if the British Museum is full <laughs> to the rafters of stuff that we just stole from around the world, mm. and then uh, refuse to give back, and yeah, <laughs> literally a hundred, two hundred years later, double this down is on ours. It. Go away. Like, well, you wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for us. It's like Whoa. It's bollocks. <laughs> yeah, <Awkward. laughs> utter nonsense. But yeah. it's it is still kind of a yeah, it's an amazing spectacle. Um, yeah, I've yeah. been there for a while. Yeah, so going to the science museum is slightly more exciting than going to the dentist. Have they got any? Um, they got any new? Um, no, the thing is, because because of COVID and stuff, it's all kind of shut down, and you can't get into certain bits. Oh, and, and I guess all, and the, all that kind of stuff. All but the yeah, hands-on stuff the, was like yeah, not out of out that's of it. Like, so you've got like five pods, and only two of them are working because you've got to stay socially distant, and someone's got to wipe them down and afterwards, and yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, it's all that. So yeah, it was all but like going through all the kind of, you know, the space section and seeing like lunar landers. Yeah, and, that was a cool you know, bit. Booster rockets and stuff and Yeah. Even my son who has absolutely zero interest in like anything like that. Oh, just you gotta like, learn him. Oh my god. You've gotta yeah. learn him. Yeah, so he's he's I think that's kind of, you know, started him off the cogs were and he now he now talks about astronauts and stuff. You need to get him into um, Kerbal, Space, Kerbal space, program. space Program. Yeah. Yeah, man. Do it, yeah. On like it's it's like you'd be amazed how much you have to and you end up having to learn about like orbital mechanics and what was um, it like the giant bum guys were like literally getting into yeah you say like into orbital mechanics and yeah like, sort of thrust timings delta and, v's yeah, and, and stuff like that it's yeah. you have to end up looking up quite a lot of maths and learning about quite a lot of physics in order to be able to get make any headway in that game it's that game's incredible it runs like shit mm. still like even on on my system it still <laughs> runs like shit because it was designed to run can you not it get only, it on the consoles um yeah but it runs even worse on consoles like it was, nice, it yeah. was built it was in like a garage, wasn't in, it? in um, Mexico yeah. by like a very small team. I had of a developers like a beta version of that game many, many moons ago. Yeah, it's. Run, I was running it on a Mac at my work. It still probably doesn't like, run yeah, that much better. Rockets to the moon. Um, it's been modest. Yeah. Like if you try and take off with anything even remotely complicated, then the frame rate hits the floor because it only can, it can only run on one core at a time. It's only yeah single uh, only run on a single core. Um, or single thread or whatever. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward That's to bonkers. the sequel of that, although it's been made by different developers. Yeah, the first guy's kind of washed his hands oh, of okay. it. Well, not washed his hands, but he just sort of like set, stood back and said, I made my cable space mm-hmm. program. Other people can make yep. theirs, which I respect. And it's still, yeah. it's an incredible piece of, of, of game. Um, I've spent, uh, I mean, even like NASA were so impressed with it that they got involved and had like um you know official nasa sponsored um events and um some like free dlc and stuff like that and that game is incredible that's great uh, but it's yeah. really hard <laughs> it's really really hard it's really hard yeah yeah but yeah you need to get him into that for sure yes mate yeah yes 
Um, I, I, I'm starting slow. I mean, he, he did play the first level of Super Mario 3 this week. Okay. Which is the first game he's picked up since in about two years. Mm. So he's getting there slowly. But the problem is, is because I've... It's that whole thing of like I've got all the consoles set up in my studio and stuff, mm-hmm. and like I play my games, and I've got the Switch, and he sees me playing them, so that's a dad thing. Yeah, and therefore it's not cool. Oh, you're not, right, you're not cool enough, Chaz. Yeah. You need to, you need to be cooler. You need to be down with the kit. You need to be TikToking. Cool dad. And... Well, this is the thing. Yeah. It's like he can he can like he can go in and he can use any of it, but like because it's so normal to him, like he doesn't want to mm. play it. Mm. So yeah, but um, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Hopefully one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you been up to anything at all, Nick? Anything interesting? Not really, uh, if no. I'm honest. I mean, we are hopefully going on holiday next week. Um, holiday number two. Holiday number two of the year. The first one should have been our honeymoon. I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, okay. <laughs> just to you make... can keep using that excuse. Yeah. But, like, there's one people to understand that you are going on your second holiday of the year. I mean, we're we only have... halfway through the year. Touch wood, we have got quite lucky um, because obviously our first one was in the end of April, which is just when things were opening up again in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're going to Scotland in July. I think it's just because we don't have holidays abroad. So to us, we've we've already been abroad, right? I don't, I've never had an adult passport. I've been abroad once. Oh, right. As a school trip to Belgium. Um, those places to go nice. on a school trip yeah it's quite good it, it wasn't like eat. you didn't go on a school trip to the Ardennes did you to look at old trenches <laughs> funnily enough yes it was it was a history <laughs> trip wow. uh, so we went yeah. to Ypres and we saw the Menin Gate and we saw went to Tyne yeah. Cot and it was incredible to be honest I'd, I'd love to go again but yeah yeah, yeah no, it's, it's um, I, used to, I used to live in I used to live in Bruges so like yeah. Yeah, you should go there man that's lovely mm. just like, for the weekend just like, for the weekend. beer Oh yeah, I'd lo- oh the beer. Yeah, literally, yeah. I used to, I used to oh, my God. do the beer tours and just go round and yeah, you'll be absolutely mullered. It's yeah. great. Belgian, I'm sorry Switzerland, but Belgian have the best chocolate, and I'm sorry Germany, but Belgium have the best beer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would, I'd agree with that. Um, you, uh, sorry, yes. this is going to be a complete, complete um, 180. But you know that song, Belgians in the Congo. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Oh, um, Belgians in the uh, Congo. Piano. Yeah, Piano Man. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy Joel. Yeah, I, I only Joel. actually yeah, yeah. learnt the story behind the Belgians in the Congo like in the last couple of years, and now I can't oh. listen to that song without thinking no. about genocide and hor- oh, horrific war it's, crimes that happened. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, like, if you don't really Leopold. think about it because of like, oh, it's, you know, it's cute little Belgium, but the history of, of Belgian... Belgian is um, fucked. Colonialism in Africa is horrendous, terrible, they and there's an the incredibly, worst. incredibly powerful and moving and amazing Anthony Bourdain episode on it, which I implore everyone to go and watch. Oh, I mean, Parts yeah. Unknown, Congo, <clears throat> incredible. Yeah. I mean, every episode of Parts Unknown was is worth watching. God, mm. I missed that man. I watched that trailer you 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 pointed me in the direction of um, a while ago. That documentary, the film they're making about Road him, runner. about his yeah. life. Yeah, I'm just gonna cry like a baby when I watch that film. Yeah, same. I think I love that man. <clears throat> I think we should all get together, go and watch it at a cinema somewhere, and have some good food afterwards, and have a weep. Men, yeah, in a restaurant somewhere. Yeah. This film is so good. Chef, fun, fun time. <laughs> Eating the fur. 
It's the chilli, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been cutting onions. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, we're uh, we're going on holiday next week, hopefully. Uh, so we're kind okay. of imposing self isolation on ourselves, just because um, Scotland doesn't require it, but they're obviously asking people to do lateral flow tests to go on before they go on ferries to try and sure, limit yeah. island getting COVID because COVID uh-huh. on an island is quite bad. As yeah. you know, the United mm. Kingdom has found out. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's very hard though because we we don't have any borders and we're not an island, so it's hard to keep things out. Um, oh shit, no, that doesn't quite. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So so yeah, we're basically just trying to be as safe as possible, get running up to it. So yeah, very wise. I haven't left the house since. <clears throat> oh, I did the shopping yesterday, but apart from that, I haven't left the house for about a week. Hmm. I was waiting for a list of stuff then. I haven't left the house. Oh, I did apart go from this. <laughs> and this. We did go swimming. And this. And I did pop out some of the pub. But apart from that, what did the Romans ever do for us? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going on holiday. Yeah, I, I, we were supposed to go on holiday to, I think we were going to go Grand Canaria last year. Mm. And then they got cancelled. And they were like, okay, well, we'll just go in 2021. And then, yeah, that's not happening yeah. either. Um, I cannot imagine how badly hit the Canary Islands um, economy has been hit by this whole thing, considering that it's mostly built on tourism. Mm. Um, so we're going to go down to Devon um, for a week in October. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Cool. We'll, we'll go. We'll, you know, we we'll just wait until all this is blown over and then go on a nice holiday somewhere. Mm. I've I've been promising um, my other half that I take her to. Uh, she's never been to Barcelona, and it's like one of my favorite cities in the world. So just like, uh, like it's like a city break, you know, destination. Mm. Um, Barcelona is yeah. incredible, so I'm hoping to take her there. But I'll, you know, I want to wait until all this is blown over first. I mean, any any country where you order beer and get free food is a good idea, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure, um, it's also got like one of the weirdest looking parks I've ever been to. Uh, have you been to Barcelona? I have. You know, I was there for the English Rugby World Cup when Johnny Wilkinson smashed the ball over. And <laughs> oh, fair enough. I was in a, I was in a, I was in a Barcelona bar, Irish bar. Yeah, um, absolutely off my brains. Um, <laughs> chanting at a load of what the ninety five World Cup? No, not the ninety five World yeah. Cup. No, ninety five yeah. was when South Africa. Yeah, whichever won one, it. the the famous Johnny Wilkinson. Oh won. yeah, like uh, yeah, two thousand and two, two thousand and three, something around yeah. then, or two thousand. Yeah, 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 something like that. Oh, yeah, nice. Basically, there was a load of Australians on a balcony, and we were downstairs watching. <laughs> yeah. That was a that that was a very lost day. Yeah. Um, did you did yeah. you go to Park Guell at all? The park that Gaudi designed. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like Gaudi Cathedral. It's like walking around a like a gingerbread, like a park full of gingerbread houses. It's it's like his his yeah. design and architecture was so bizarre. Like yeah, like the Sagrada Familia and and there's uh, another house that he um he built. It's the one that he apparently the like the myth, I don't know if it's true or not, but the myth is like he he stepped out into the street to admire this building that he'd finished designing. Or, you know that he designed that had been finished built and got hit by a yeah. tram or something um oh wow anyway we have gone wildly off topic before you even started um yeah. gentlemen we're gathered here today um because uh over um, 
over the last well no, it finished on june 22nd but for like a week or so there was a just after e3 uh, just after e3 yeah. yeah there was a thing called the steam next fest uh there was also a concurrent program running on xbox though through the uh, idea xbox thing i don't know what it what that was called yeah. but basically lots and lots of games upcoming indie games had demos released for like a um limited time period uh, so you could check out like Here's the the good, great, uh, the, the wild and wonderful of indie games that we've got coming out over the next you know six months to a year or whatever. Uh, most of them coming out fairly soon, I think. Uh, and so we um, we've all played a uh, a handful of them. Uh, we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, so give you an idea of what what interesting indie games we've got look to look forward to uh, in the near mm-hmm. future. Um, Adam's not with us tonight, uh, but he has got some. He's got some thoughts. He says he's going to record some thoughts, and um, I'll slot that into this episode later on, so you can hear what what he thinks of the games that he's played. But um, how do you want to do this? Should we go through them in alphabetical order, the ones that we played. Yeah, we can. Do. That seems like it makes sense. Yeah, can do. All right. Uh, so first of all. Nick, you played the game called Alex Kidd. Now, where have I heard that name before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Alex Kidd is one of my probably earliest big gaming memories. Uh, the Master System Sega um, came with Alex, Alex Kidd in Miracle World pre-installed, basically. You didn't have to put a cartridge in. If you just turned the Master System on with no cartridge in, Alex Kidd in Miracle World would boot up. Um, mm. kind of like what Nintendo did with Wii Sports, but Wii Sports wasn't pre-installed. But anyway, no. do you ever do the snail game? What's this? If you hold down a certain button combination and start it up, it starts a snail maze game oh, as well. I didn't know about that one. You see? Yeah. Um. There you go. Anyway, yeah. So Alex Kid Miracle World, one of my earliest gaming memories, like big proper memories, was was that game and just trying to get as far through as I could and beat it. Um. And effectively, Alex Kidd in Miracle World is a remake of the original game. You could, it's it's like for like remake, pretty much mm. uh, with uh, up to date fantasy graphic, not fantasy graphics, just nice drawn graphics. But you can switch to the uh, old school eight bit graphics as well, sixteen bit mm. probably sixteen. Um, but it's literally it's incredible how how imprinted especially the first couple of worlds are on my brain i literally flew through them and i knew what was coming next i knew exactly what buttons i needed to press the feel of the jumps and the feel of which is really important for a platformer it feels just like the old one did it's like they've lifted the code and just plopped it onto modern day hardware and just fine-tuned it and it just works perfectly um yeah it was literally everything is there that i remember and it's like for like it's incredible for anyone who's played the original game you're gonna love it it's gonna be a real blast from the past um and it'll be just as you remembered it it's it's still a holds up as being a pretty decent platformer um and just real fun and the music's all the same so you get that's like that's how that's how much i kind of remember the game going around in my head is that i can i know the music sort of you know it's one of those real breakthrough games for me um i obviously sega is really known for a platformer called sonic the hedgehog 
and rightly so. Actually, interestingly, the Master System Sonic the Hedgehog is a completely different game to the mm. Mega System yeah. Sonic. And I grew up with the Master System, so I didn't know the, the Mega Drive yeah. version for years of my life. Um, yeah. I knew the Master System, which is quite <laughs> interesting. But anyway, yeah, Alex yeah. Kidd is kind of, I feel, a forgotten almost. He's, he's kind of come to prevalence a bit more. There's been a couple of spin-off games and new, new releases in the series in the last few years, but none of them have quite scratched that itch. Um, but obviously, the remaster of uh, the remake, sorry, of Miracle World is just great. It's perfect. It's everything that I wish for, and I'll be buying it day one. Uh, it's already out, from what I can see. Is that uh, Alex yeah, Kidd oh, in yeah. Miracle World DX uh, was released on June twenty second, so the day that the Steam Next Fest ended. Um, well, that game launched. I've missed day one already, so I'll buy it a couple of weeks <laughs> late. <laughs> yeah that's out now um, day one when I know it <laughs> it's I don't know if it's out on every platform now. oh hang on Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX for Nintendo Switch as well it might be out on everything now yeah. already uh, so that's PS4 Switch Xbox One there you go and, and it's Windows. quite expensive on a Switch in comparison to everything oh, else right. I was about to say um, and like everything I always say it would be a perfect Switch game yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they'll yeah. probably patch it to like a lot of these games. Sometimes run a little bit rough at first. Uh, it's also on Xbox Series X, Series S, PlayStation Five, and so it's on everything. Mm. Um, yeah, Great, it looks a lovely little game. Um, mm. Next up, Nick, you also played a game called. Uh, oh no, no, you didn't. No, I played that. Oh yeah, here we go. Sorry, yeah, Nick. Next up, you played a game called Chasing Static. I did. Now, Chasing Static is uh, a game I've been following on Twitter for quite some time. Um, it's a psychological horror type game. It's um, very much evokes Silent Hill, Resident Evil feelings. It's got that uh, PlayStation One type of uh, aesthetic. It it really mm-hmm. tries to cre- recreate the the PS One look, um, and it's by a developer called, if I just get it right, Headware Games apparently um i don't know if they have done a couple of other games before uh guard duty apparently i've not played guard duty but it looks completely different to chasing static um Mm. but yeah chasing static effectively um if you love kind of old school resident evil silent hill twin peaks um i want to even go out on a limb and say things like virginia potentially um anything like um, that it, what was that japanese one uh it was like very twin peaks oh, oh do you uh, mean deadly premonition deadly premonition yeah, yeah deadly very premonition, deadly yeah. premonition um sort of low it poly looks a little bit more serious than deadly premonition it looks yeah it looks way more like it's, silent hill yes it's more silent hill but it, it still has mm. the sort of um small town feel of slightly deadpan yeah, yeah. um Twin Peaks and Deadly Premonition, I want to say. Um, but no, it's it It was probably the shortest demo I played of all of the games, but it left me wanting more, which is always a good thing. I've, like I say, I've been following it for quite a while, so I'm probably a bit biased. It's completely up my street. Everything that I love is in this game. It's set in the Welsh countryside as well, interestingly. Um, oh, okay. One thing they did know, I think we, I played a bit of this game while we were waiting for a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I sort of streamed yeah. it to to us. And one thing Chazzy noted was the um, the voiceover was uh, not particularly great. Uh, 
They do actually yeah. mention that at the end of the game, the credits roll, uh, and they say that it's all stand-in voice acting. Uh, As it all plays it's all placeholder, okay. so that'll be re-recorded professionally before okay. the, the so game is released. So it probably like members of the development team. It did sound like, yeah, it did literally sound like the receptionist was yeah. just having a chat over the... I'm pretty sure it's a one-man band, stuff, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, yeah. uh, and he posts quite a lot of interesting screenshots uh, and, okay. and stuff through the game. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, I would recommend it, probably. Uh, obviously, you can't play this, most of these demos anymore, um, but no. when yeah. the game comes out, I'm sure I'll buy it and mention it on the podcast uh, to see final thoughts on it. Um, very quick aside... Because uh, you're speaking of Silent Hill, reminded me of this. Oh no! Uh, that's I've not. been playing through um, Astro's Playroom. Okay. Um, on the PS5, and as you're running through the levels, there's lots and lots of the little other Astro robots uh, about, and sometimes you'll see one that's like it's wearing a bandana around its head, and it's like you know Solid Snake robot, or mm. you know so on and so forth. Most of them, like, fine um, characters to have in what is essentially a very, very kid-friendly game. Mm. Uh, and then at one point, I turned around a corner and just off to the side was a an Astro robot with the pyramid head helmet on, <laughs> dragging another one by its feet. Oh, my God. I was like, that's a bit weird. <laughs> Amazing. Have, yeah. have you watched the no-clip documentary oh, no. about the making of Astro's Playroom? No, no, but now I, I've played it, I, I would definitely want to it. They go into all of the, um, like, how they had to sign off and get all the rights to all the Astro bots and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, really interesting. I'll have to check that out. That game is such a nostalgia trip, it's nuts. Um, anyway, a game that we both played, uh, unfortunately. Um, Chernobyl Liquidator Simulator. Um this is one of those games where you, you, you're scrolling down okay. the, the demos and you're mm-hmm. just going like, oh, no, that doesn't sound like my kind of game. That doesn't sound like my kind of game. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. And then it's like... And then you hit something like an airport run by dogs. Yeah, but then yeah. You, you hit like Chernobyl yeah. Liquidator Simulator and I'm like... What? Um, <laughs> eh? It's one of those that I had to install and play just to see what the hell the game was. Just yes. because, like, yeah. Now, what I was expecting was a, um, well, what it, what it kind of presented itself as. At first, it was like uh, we're, we're both like big fans of the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, right? Uh, yes, I was worried you were going to yeah. say we're big Chernobyl fans then, but yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and like it starts off with you, you like rock up to Chernobyl as a, you're a fireman. You rock up in a fire engine, like sort like sort the hoses out and everything. You're you're walking up to the side of the the rubble. And there's like blocks of ra- highly radioactive granite on the ground, and they fire the fireman doubling over and throwing up, and you start putting out fires. And then it turns into a like I don't know a first person platformer almost. You end yeah. up like you you've got like a backpack mounted hose pipe and you're sent alone up the the side of the building onto the roof and into the the heart of the chernobyl facility um doing a lot of like platform uh, jumping. a lot of stuff a lot of platform jumping and a lot of stuff that felt like a like cheap half-life knockoff um it, yeah, it, went it got from, really disappointing it went from intriguing to to fr- frustrating 
frustrating and like what the hell is yeah. this game um especially because i didn't really see the point of the platforming bits because if you missed your platform you just respawned from where you were yeah so there wasn't really any penalty like, for dying and missing your jumps and you also had like a health bar yes. and you could like stab <laughs> yourself in the arm with a syringe to top up your health bar but if you died you then just, you just started back a you know a minute or so back or whatever i don't know whether um, that was intentional or just for the demo um, I don't know. but yeah it just wasn't it seemed like a game that's been built around the idea of I'm into Chernobyl. There's been a TV series recently. Let's make a game where you're a fireman. And then it's been a bit harder than they thought to gamify that. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, you'd say that, but like there is a game out uh, in early access that is literally called Power Wash Simulator. That's true. In which you just yeah, use a right, which I which you just jet wash things. There's lawn mower simulator in which you literally just mow lawns. PC building simulator, P- exactly. Again, which I have. I mean, they just needed like <laughs> they didn't need to try and turn it into like a first person action game, but uh, yeah, it got really frustrating uh, real quickly. So it started out kind of promising and yeah, like say intriguing, and then I uh, eventually ran into a problem where I couldn't. I was trying to run and jump onto a ledge, and it kept on failing and pushing me back. Uh, to a checkpoint that was just a little bit too far back for my liking, uh, and I quit and uninstalled it. Yeah, I pretty much had the same experience, to be mm-hmm. honest. Didn't run very well either, which is kind nope. of understandable potentially for like early access to game demo things. Yeah. But I've got no bit... problems with that. Like... No, no. Yeah, it didn't but, impact uh, the game and the no your thoughts on the idea of the game, basically. I don't mind a game that's a bit rough around the edges. This one was just a little bit too rough around the edges, but it also seemed to have a problem with its like basic design philosophy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be vo- avoiding that one. Um, another one you played, Nick, uh, yeah. Cyber Warrior. Yes, Cyber Warrior uh, is a hacking game which has become more and more popular recently, uh, akin to Hacknet um, and so many others. You have a terminal, it's your first day at the job at like an FBI type place. You're given an IP address, so you've got a a remote into this IP address, snoop around in the log files a bit, find out about it. The essential aim is to take down a terrorist or criminal organization by in turn hacking all of them and learning about them so that you can hack them and discover their real identities. Basically, that's the premise. Um... It was intriguing for a bit. The I didn't really enjoy the style of hacking of like passwords. So what you'd do is you'd jump onto a um, PC, like a remote PC, and you mm-hmm. would like terminal into their log files and see, oh, they mentioned this person at this IP. So then there's literally a program that you would type in the, the IP uh, of and then you just have effectively you brute for try and brute force their password and you can just type anything in and mm-hmm. a bit like fallout hacking where you get like a percentage of how correct it is so if you get the first letter or the first second letter then it's x many percent so you, you can kind of see the words but the problem is the words were a bit too open there wasn't really any correlation between the person anything you you could discover in the logs to give clues it was literally just it can be a word um Mm. a bit of 
find the word I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, a bit of Googling, and I found that there is, in some folders on some remote PCs, there are, like, commonly used password no- notepads lying around. And if you just copy and paste all of those in, then that'll give you a better chance of getting it. But it just seemed a bit too ropey for me. Like, I'd prefer if you were reading some chat logs and they mentioned a few things and you kind of piece it together like, oh, he's got a dog, it's called this, so then it's the dog's name. A bit more like it would potentially be in real life sort of thing. Um, Nowhere near as good as Hacknet. A bit ropey, uh, a bit... um, A lot of it was implemented quite well, but it didn't have a lot of depth, I think is my issue. And it, it seemed to revolve around this random password hacking a bit more than I'd like. I'd have liked a few more uh, mechanics as well to go along with that. Um, so I probably spent about half an hour on that and then uninstalled it. Um, mm. I might keep an eye on it if it's cheap in a sale, but I wouldn't rush out to get it. Not as good as Hacknet then? No, nowhere near as good as Hacknet. Fair. Hacknet what and was the, old, um... the other one was... Um, what was the other one? There's another uh, one that's really good. Yeah. Like legendary one. Oh, you mean the one by the Darwinia um, yeah. developers and the, uh, the Darwinia Defcon and I can never remember the name of the hacking game. Yes, those, that yeah. one. Uplink. <laughs> Uplink, yes. Uplink yeah. and Absolutely. Hacknet are still the two yeah. sort of, yeah, the best ones. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Uh, where else are we? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is mostly you, Nick. Um you played a game called Frank and Drake. I didn't. I installed it and didn't play it. Okay, never mind. You didn't play that. Adam did, uh, you though, played apparently. Him. Adam played that, apparently. Well, we'll find out later on. Um, okay, <laughs> so you played a game called Inheritance of Crimson Manor. I did play that game. Inheritance of Crimson Manor. Um, what can I say about Inheritance of Crimson Manor that hasn't been said already? It is a first-person walk around a big house solving puzzles type game. Um, There are puzzles, there's a big house, you've got to unlock different areas of the house by solving puzzles to, I think, eventually solve the who owns the house. It was okay. Um, It took me back to every other game where you walk around a house and solve puzzles to unlock other areas of the house nothing really special to be honest um i had about a 15 20 minute run around and then uninstalled it Mm. i might keep an eye on it i might not fair enough um so i played one that i uh, really liked the look of uh called labyrinth city pierre the maze detective um, sorry, Labyrinth City colon Pierre the Maze Detective. Now, this game, I, I immediately grabbed my attention because I saw the screenshots and was like, this looks like a Where's Wally book. Like that that sort of art style um, of a Where's Wally book, which I used to love when I was a kid. Um, and it is very much that sort of art style. Basically, it's, it's a sort of maze game um, in an interactive maze, but the maze is made up of like obstacles and people um so that's basically it it's it's a it's a it's a series of of levels that are labyrinth uh labyrinths with like puzzles and like some paths that can be that can be opened up by solving simple puzzles but the whole thing is basically one big interactive where's wally you know picture uh, and it's 
it's really really it's quite wonderful actually mm. uh, i really really enjoyed it so that's that's definitely one i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eye on um i imagine it's the sort of thing that'll end up coming out to everything it would be a perfect switch to game. that game hit um is it something to that game hidden folks that, that was all like black and white and on, on ios it was like a where's wally game where you like uh it was like an office scene or something and yeah, to find the, the specific. I don't know, but, but this is like you're not mm. looking for. I, I say, where's Wally? Simply just to describe like the art style. It's, you're not looking for people. It's, ah, right. It's a labyrinth. You'll find you're trying to find your way from the beginning of the labyrinth to the end. But it's like the art style is just reminds right. me of ah, of right, like okay, a way yeah. because it's like um, it's all like hand drawn and it's so dense with so many like disparate crazy characters and. Um, like if you just look at screenshots, you'll see what I mean. Like you say, um, it's sort of like densely packed art. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a really really lovely looking game, um, and yeah, a bit of a fiendish puzzler. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, it will be. Um, it'll uh, come out on on. Um, oh, it is apparently it's coming out on Switch, so that's good. Um, I'm sure it'll end up coming out on everything, but yeah, that would be a perfect Switch game, I think. Um, yeah, that was Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective. Uh, Nick, you played a game called Lake. Yes, Lake. Um, so, I have... Lake is probably the game I'm most looking forward to playing out of all of these demos. Um, it is developed by Gamios. Gam- Gamios, I want to say. Uh, it's a Dutch video game developer. Um, and effectively, you play a woman who is a computer programmer. It's set in the 80s, where she went away to MIT when she was, I guess, a teenager, when she finished school and college. She went to MIT and got a job as a programmer. Uh, and she works for a company... Uh, making some kind of software uh, and they've just shipped uh, their sort of big product that's going to make mega books. Uh, so that's just finished ha- happening and she decides to take a two week vacation back home um, where effectively to escape her life as a computer programmer she becomes a mail woman uh, and she goes back to her hometown to deliver mail uh, which sounds like a really strange premise for a game but it's actually really well done because you effectively the it's a day cycle so you have a day and then you go and do something and then you have another day but what you're doing is you're going back to this small town by a big lake uh hence the name lake and you're going back to your your hometown and finding out what's happened to people in the meantime and talking to them and they some recognize you some don't some think that you've like failed and come back like begging and now you're a post woman sort of thing but actually you're quite a successful programmer you're just actually trying to escape the monotony of your job um and you go around delivering letters and parcels and packages and talking to everyone and it could have been a really boring game if i'm honest but the writing is really quite nice um and it's done it's just done in a very well way it's really well um really nice that way a few performance janks but enough to forgive because it's obviously not a finished product but yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to lake and i think it's one of the demos no it's not ignore me um 
So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm. I was coming out on PC, PS4, and Switch. I think it's on Xbox uh, as well, so isn't it? Uh, oh no, it's on Xbox it as well. Yeah. Like night in the All the things. It sounds a bit night in the woodsy as well. I never got so, around to that. There's the, uh, yeah. Does that how has like is it look like it's hang hangs a lot on its right in this game? I would say so. Yeah. Um. It's it's gonna be yeah. made or broken. Obviously, like walking around delivering posts. There's not there's a mini map and you've got like a proper map, but you decide the route and you decide where you need to go. Uh, there's no like pathfinding or anything like that. So you you are just driving your little truck around and talking to people. You have a bit of a conversation with everyone. Yeah, running off our environmental cues. Yeah, you, you have a little bit of a conversation with everyone that you meet. Um, it has some glorious... Um, there's a video rental shop in the town and there are some glorious um, jacket sleeves in there, a bit akin oh, to the nice. Deus Ex cereal boxes. Actually, there are some cereal boxes too. Um <laughs> So yeah, the de- you know <laughs> just the little developer fun things that they add. There's there's quite a bit of those. Hmm. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, it looks. I, I I'm looking at screenshots now. Um, I wonder if it's going to be a sort of like developing relationships with people in the town as you go as as you go through the game, sort of yeah. thing. Mm. Um, I imagine so. Yeah, that's going to be one to keep my eye on. Um. What else we got here? Uh, you've got uh, it says Lens Island, and you've put eh next to it. <laughs> I played it five <laughs> minutes. I couldn't figure out what to do, so I uninstalled it. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, big recommend. Big recommend. <laughs> um, I played a game called Manufactoria 2022, <laughs> and it was not the game that I thought it was. Um, it's not I a Factorio type game. It is not a Factorio um, or Tomashev um, production line sort of game. Um, it's a puzzle game, basically, where you're just a, like a, assembling um, conveyor belts to get like bits of robot from one end to the other. Um, it's not actually building a robot production line or anything like that. It's just a puzzle game. It's fine, um, but it's just not what I was looking for. I was what I was looking for was another. You know, uh, or Tomashev sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so talking of that, you reminded me that um, Bethel, Mike Bethel's put got a new game coming out um, called Arksmith. Ooh. It's a VR game, okay. Um, in which you build. Uh, it looks like there's kind of some like alien invasion, and you're you're working in a workshop. You're an apprentice in a workshop working with a guy, and you're trying to build things to, um, you know, defeat the enemy and or you know, save the world. Hmm. But it's all about, it, it looks like you just get parts and you've got to sh- slam the parts together and make stuff. Okay. It looks really interesting. I need, uh, there was an ounce yesterday. So uh, yeah, give that a look. I it will. Cracking. Um, another game that I played a little bit of was a game called Nine to Five, um, which is a first person simulator. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> not it's the name. I don't understand the name. <laughs> Basically, it's a first person shooter, multiplayer first person shooter game, um, where you're um, uh, mercenaries, uh, and it's a very like twitch shooter sort of Counter Strike sort of okay. game thing. Without like the buying phase, you have like loadouts and whatnot. Um, the thing that makes it yeah. interesting is it's three v three v three. 
which is a little okay. bit different because usually you've got two sides in a in a multiplayer game. Um, yeah. So having like three teams fighting it out is an interesting little wrinkle, and it's it seems fine. It's a fairly solid shooter. It's not the sort of thing that I would I'm looking for in a first person shooter. It's very very twitchy. Um, very like if you if you like Counter Strike, then maybe it would scratch. Um, uh, you know, it, then then it would satisfy you. But uh, uh, it's it's not it's not really my sort of game. But um, it's an interesting little twist on a rather tired genre. So fair play to them for that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what have we else have we got next on here? Chazzy, you installed a game called Paranormal Detective: Escape from the Nineties. Did you play it? I play. I played it at lunchtime today, and um, it's just. just it, essentially, it was a. It, at the start, it was just an, an escape room, where you're locked in your own um, detective uh, agency, mm-hmm. um, searching around in drawers for to find a password for your laptop, to then get the password for the key commands on the door to then open the door to get out, and then when I did get out after. 35 minutes i was then in a 90s arcade um and that's when it got a little bit weird um because as you're going around here i mean it's lovingly you know you've got your kind of 90s music going off you know the the weird day glow carpets all that kind of stuff and um air hockey and you can play all the games and stuff but it's all it's it's creepy. It's a bit sort of Five Nights at Freddy's in as much as like you're walking around and all the lights are shut down and it's all a bit, mm. you know, you're waiting for something to jump out on you at some point. But then you keep finding all these weird notes like strewn around the place and it's like someone saying, oh my God, like I've, I've taken pictures of them. I found them. I found them. They're, they're here. They're all around us. I can't get, I can never escape this place and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's a bit sort of gone homey in this. Uh, bear in mind that um, I was tasked with um basically doing everything in vr as um you know i have the kit to do so so yeah yeah, this was all in first person and getting more and more insanely creepy um and then i had to kind of after an hour shut it off and go back to work but yeah it was um it, it looked it looked okay it didn't really blow my socks off or anything i can imagine um you know with a little bit more thought and polish it'd it'd be quite interesting but it did feel a little bit like they took the idea of gone home and just transposed it into a, you know, into a VR setting. Mm. It wasn't, I, I didn't think it was anything special. It just looked like, you know, you just had to hunt. The only thing was, is it, it was a little bit, the only good thing about it I, I found was that you, you get an old 90s mobile phone and you can hold it, you have to pick it up and hold it to your ear and someone will talk to you on, uh, over the phone. But it's also, you've got a guide on there as well. So you can hit and you can get tips and hints through the actual phone so you have to lift it up to your ear and it will say look under the penguin <laughs> you may find he has something you know, do you know what i mean it's all that kind of stuff so you, you know you go you see a whole row of paint like fluffy penguins and you turn them upside down and then on the bottom of one of them's like a weird symbol and then you've got to go and try and match that and that that will give you an idea to all oh, right well if i've got one of those and i'm looking under all these stuff and then they all make this symbol and this symbol actually is this thing on the wall and that thing on the wall has got a button underneath it and i push that and you know it's one of those kind of games right okay so uh yeah but but that's about as far as i got but yeah it, it's very atmospheric and obviously being in vr makes you slightly more paranoid mm. but um yeah but uh yeah it was, it was thoroughly decent and uh, and it's it's obviously working off a setting 
you know, oh, you know, using um, using the nineties as a kind of like, oh yeah, do you remember the nineties kind of thing? But um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyable, but nothing. I didn't really blow my socks off. Okay, fair enough. I'd say. Um, Nick, you we've got a game here called Road ninety six, and you have also written eh next to that one as well. <laughs> yeah. Right. So is this this is the one that was in a lot of the um, like E three. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like expos and stuff. I think I saw it in about one. the kid. Um, yeah. Is so it you... about a road trip to Euro ninety six? No. Oh. <laughs> um, you find at the end you make Gaza. <laughs> at the end, it comes home. <laughs> you <laughs> That's it. after fifty years. It, but what it is is never fully explained. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's an amorphous blob. Yeah. Yeah. In in the shadows. Um. Yeah, this game you play as a person who mm-hmm. is hitchhiking um, on road, route ni- road 96, I suppose. Effectively, it's a... I don't really know what kind of game it is. It's kind of a storytelling game where every supposedly every kind of decision of speech dialogue you make has repercussions to your story eventually. It reminded me of the Telltale Walking Dead game. Yeah, this very wasn't much the so. game there was the trailer of where the, like the driver was like asking yeah. if you like dinosaurs. Yeah. This is it. Is yeah, that that game? That it's like that the part that I saw was like you're you you get into like, like a car and the the guy, the guy instantly says like you know, don't touch my stuff and I'm very angry. And on all this kind of stuff, and you're like, you you you're trying to sort of placate him or calm him down, or you know, yeah. tell him the things he wants to hear rather than the things he doesn't want to hear. Yeah, and, which seems I've, I've actually been watching a bit of this on which Twitch. Seemed like a really nice idea in principle, but playing uh, it, it just fell a bit flat. Um, so uh, I started. Feels like you. I started yeah. in uh, the side of a motor car, so you know, like the, they have the sidecars attached, motorbikes. Yeah. So I was in what a sidecar. And there were two dudes on it who had masks on. And then when you start asking them questions, yeah. you find out they've just robbed a bank. Um, <laughs> and then the police came. So I had to throw all the money at the police car as like a mini game to get the police to go away. And then they were nearly annoyed at me because I threw all their money away. And then I said something so they weren't annoyed anymore. I said, yeah, it was just... Uh, the premise was interesting. The execution fell a bit flat for me. Uh, mm. And then I... It feels like you bump from set piece to set piece. Well, that was what I was about to say. That set piece was kind of okay. And then the set piece finished and I, it then turned into a first-person walking simulator where I was walking around this environment. I wasn't really sure what to do. And I, I guess I was meant to find the next person who would help me on my way of the road trip. Um but it just seemed a bit, um, a bit of a mishmash. Didn't really gel together very well. Um, so yeah, that's another one where I had quite high hopes for it, and they fell a bit flat. There is a very similar looking game that Giant Bomb did a quick look on called Hitchhiker, which seemed a lot more intriguing, from in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed a bit more of a serious tone. And the characters weren't as overly eccentric as Road 96 potentially tried to make it, basically. Right, okay. But then again, it might be worth it in the long run. 
um apparently every decision you make goes into a decision web and it results in lots of different outcomes so yeah paths, right? but i'm not sure because yeah. if it was just set piece to set piece that might not be too bad but it was the first person bit that really turned me off and made me just stop playing hmm. so yeah okay okay yeah. um okay uh i think we all played sable right yes I haven't. You haven't. Okay. Uh, Nick. Yes. I what won't. is it? So you've put wow on here, okay? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm presuming you were really impressed with it. Um, what is it about this game that you like so much that you hate so much about Breath of the Wild? It has objectives <laughs> in the short term that you feel like you can make um, progress with. And there are no weapons to degrade. Uh, yeah, sorry, no, it's a cheap shot. It, it, it's <laughs> it's it's just it kind of it's it's a very three um, D Zelda esque. Yeah, game completely in its way the feel. It but, has but, the stamina bar that Zelda Breath of the Wild has. It has the exploration that Zelda Breath of the Wild had. The difference, that's all it's got really, isn't it? It's just oh, the yeah, it is just exploration. It's it's an adventure yeah. game, and it is a real heart ad- adventure game. Um, yeah. For me, it like I say, it has sort of. It actually tells you what to do, uh, and mm. in the short term, um, gives you objectives and, and mis- missions, if you like, of mm-hmm. things you need to do. Uh, just wow, really. I was really bowled over by it. The The graphics are insane. In, oh, this not is in the a, art direction. The art direction um, is insane. It, it yeah. was, I think, um, I did start playing it while we were sort of still on a post-podcast recording. I was like, it's... It's like I'm living in a Tintin comic. It's yeah. Um, it reminds me uh, loads of um, Jean Giraud, um, yep. Mobius. Yeah, that that sort of art, um, absolutely stunning. Uh, the way that the ca- the character has like limited frames in their animation. Yeah. Um, like a very very bold decision to make in the, the design and i think oh it is it like stunning. the spider-man miles morales thing of like it you know like the game runs at 60 but the character runs at yes, 30 that's it yeah it's half animated it's it feels like it's less than half right potentially yeah i didn't right, like time it but it's like so really it's, it's nice. not just 20, 20 it's not just that either it's like um uh it's like uh, in in traditional 3d animation you have like that the um you have like a smooth transition between two points in an anim- in like a in movement mm. um it's like that's that was denied during the animation process right. so like there's this like it's 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 hard to describe it's not like stop motion but it's like there are hard jumps in the mm. animation of the player of the, the character's movement right. like it's like really motion. really striking yeah like you say there's no no smoothing or easing it's just hard like if you if you saw it on a curve it'd be like square edges as, as opposed almost to like, like it was like hand animated yeah um but but it doesn't look hand animated right. either it's just it's i haven't seen anything that looks quite like it the way that the character moves um or the world to be honest i haven't seen uh anything that's got an art direction quite like this it's it's Stunning. Mm. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, that's And it's, it seems like it's one of the most hotly anticipated uh, games to come out of this, uh, out of this whole summer of um, 
indie games or anything. Hey, it definitely seems like yeah. a poster child, doesn't it? Yep, uh, everyone's going nuts about it. Uh, it was the first game that they played um, when they started streaming some of these demos over at Nextlander. Um, they've been going wild about it over at Giant Bomb as well, and you know the media outlets and every, everyone I know who's seen it, uh, and especially people who got hands on with it have kind of fallen in love with it. And yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a bit of a smash. Mm. Um, when is that out? I have no idea to be honest. It it kind of gives me the same feeling it's going to be like the Outer Wilds. Wilds? Maybe. Of that like indie game that's going to take Game of the Year. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, September 23rd. Nice. Uh, For PC, Mac, Xbox. uh, Oh, hang on. Yeah, PC, Mac, and Xbox Series consoles. That's it. So it's an ID. It must be an ID Xbox deal on consoles. So it's not coming to PlayStation. Or switch, um, which is a bit of a shame because it looks like the sort of thing that I'd want as many people as possible to get hands on with. But it may be one of those limited time deals, and it end up coming to everything later. But yeah, it looks um, really good. I've never heard of the developer before. Shedworks. No, it's a two-person development studio formed it. Oh, uh, Shedworks is a two-person game development studio founded in 2014 in a garden shed in North London. Nice. Hence the name. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Sable is uh, yes, it's it's Sable is the one um, that I think everyone's yeah. most excited about. Um, on to something slightly less exciting, but still pretty decent. I played uh, the demo for a game called Siege of the Day, um, which is basically like you had um, you like it's basically you, it, like you you have a castle and you build defenses and. Uh, there's an enemy castle across the way that has defenses, and you're firing uh, at the, each other's castles uh, and sending out troops to like attack the other castle's defenses. And that's that's basically it. Um, it's a castle v castle game uh, with trebuchets and catapults, and crossbows, crossbows and catapults, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like kind of cutesy. Yeah. It, it's, no, I mean there literally was a game. Like a tabletop game called Crossbows and Catapults that was this. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah. It's like um, if. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I was going to say it's kind of a bit like. Do you remember Reketeer? That game that Iron Galaxy yes. made for the Kinect, uh, but without any of like the motion you know, t- um, uh, motion gaming stuff with the with the Kinect. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Um, Definitely one of the least, uh, well, one of the slightly one of the slightly more impressive games that I played because most of them were a bit. Mm. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Nick, you played a game called Terra Nil. I did not. I installed it. I never got around to okay, playing it. Sorry, yeah, you installed it. You didn't play it. Uh, the Murder Mystery Machine. You installed it. I guess you didn't play that either. No. Oh well, I um, I booted it up and it wasn't the game I thought it was going to be. Ah, uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Tunic. Did you play this? I love this. Yeah, I played. Tell this. us about Tunic. Um, I think uh, I think Adam played this as well, so I'm going to try and be very brief because I think Adam's going to talk about it. But basically, isometric, um, very much like uh, Zelda: Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. the new one, the DX version of yep. that. But rather than being um, sort of a tilt shifty thing that's all sort of with motion blur and stuff, um, this is more of an isometric. Uh, sort of almost a Unity style game and you are a fox rather than um, a little I mean he is literally dressed like Link but he has the head of a fox um, 
and 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 perfectly serviceable sort of isometric um but sort of nice like i say if you just took the zelda formula and slapped it onto an isometric game this this would be it you want wander around bash a few monsters the only thing i did find that was quite fun was the fact that it's got it's a little bit fez like in that you can't read any of the signs immediately mm. so i'm hoping there's a kind of puzzle element to that that you're going to have to work out the um the language element um and and stuff like that so i think there's a lot of sort of more meta stuff in this game than the demos completely given out straight away i didn't really have enough time to kind of really delve into it but um yeah there's a bit sort of bit metroidy where you you can you have to you know like i, I eventually got around and got, got a sword and then in getting a sword it meant i could backtrack through the levels and you know slash things different things down to get onto different areas i managed to accidentally stumble across a massive boss monster that killed me instantly all that kind of stuff so very freeform very open and um yeah if you if you like your zelda games and you want something that's a bit bit like those but in 3d um yeah then um tunic is the way to go yeah he's interested to see where that goes and see what what layers there are to it so i'm gonna keenly keep my eyes on the uh on reviews of that one and yeah. see if it's the game i think it is i wish i'd played the demo for that because it looks gorgeous and i mm. love it yeah I love stunning Zelda, yeah. Like... like i say yeah it's a great great art style and stuff but it's just like i say it, that if it's what i think it is and it's got layers to it and it's all very much like you you know you've got you're having to work stuff out outside the game then i think it could be an absolute you know absolute massive smash but do worry that it's not that and it is just wandering around bashing stuff and picking up the next yeah. item and then going into a dungeon so we shall see we shall see but yeah one definitely one to keep your eye on okay um nick uh where are we we were just in tunic all right um you installed unpacking did you play it unfortunately i didn't get around to that one i watched okay. videos um, of it you played it yeah, I did. Yeah. Mark, you played a game called Unpacking. I did. <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, I really, really liked it. Um, the, I think there's going to be more to it than uh, you get on first impression. Mm. Um, it's basically like, I don't even know how you describe the art style. It's, this is going to sound weird. Stardew Valley it makes reminds me of it. Well, I was going to say it reminds yeah. me of Habo Hotel. Yes, very Habo. You know? Yeah, I am um, on board with that. Yes. So basically, it's a game where you, you you get a you have a room and you have a cardboard box in the middle of the room, and inside the box is lots of stuff, and you have to unpack unpack the box. Um, and it's like a puzzle game, basically part puzzle game, part like I don't know. Um, tidying up simulator yeah but also a, a little bit of like um what's that uh, a house flipper um sort of thing you know like, yeah. it's not just like a puzzle game to find what goes where it's like well where can i put this stuff that is is, is aesthetically pleasing pleasing to yeah. you yeah yeah a bit of wilmot's warehouse in yeah yeah a kind of yeah a bit of a bit of that um but i get the feeling that there's going to be a little bit of like discovering clues about the people whose items you're un unpacking as you go through the game that sort of thing right. um i don't know if there's if there's really gonna be much of that i kind of hope there does but if even if even there's not it's just a really really relaxing sort of little puzzler i was gonna say it looks a super chill game yeah yeah 
uh, and it, yeah, it looks a little bit like Habbo Hotel. So, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, uh, that's definitely one that's on my list on, uh, to keep an eye out for. Uh, I don't know when it is out. Let's have a look. Uh, unpacking is it might even be out. Uh, it just says initial release 2021. Um, right. Release dates. No, doesn't have a date. It just says 2021. So at no. some point this year it'll come out. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's definitely one to keep an eye out. I don't know if it'll come to console, uh, but uh, I imagine it will eventually. Uh, oh no, hang on. Yeah, Switch, Windows, Linux. So yeah, it'll come out to it'll come to Switch. Right. Um, yeah, neat little game. Um, another one I played, which was quite quite cute, was Urbex City Builder, uh, which is very like a very stripped down, um, you know, two D pixel art. Um, Civ sort of game, but no, not anywhere near on the sort of level of like um, of a, a SimCity, you know, in its complexity. It's just it's very very simple, very chill, uh, very cutesy. Um, one that like you could probably see being a really really good game to play on a tablet. Um, I don't know if it's coming out on. Um, should probably should look some of this stuff up. Uh, Beck. City Builder is only at the moment only coming out on Microsoft Windows, um, which is weird. But um, uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, if it seems like one that will they'll get like a a bit more complex in terms of the sort of things that you can build as you go through the game, but it's not got like you know planning your piping your utilities and your water and um you know having to plan the economy of the city and stuff like that it's just a little bit more chill a little bit more relaxing than a sim city or um city skyline sort of game mm. uh so yeah another one uh, that's on my list to, to keep an eye out for uh enjoyed that quite a lot um nice. and the last one on the list from us before we hand over to adam uh, is you played You Expect Me to Die 2, Jazzy. Uh, I know you're a big fan yes, of the first one. Yes. Yep. Um, first one was brilliant. Um, but what I would say about the new one is is that they have... <laughs> what's the best way? Saying it's bigger um, is, is a bit of a weird concept, but a lot of the environments in the first game felt very compact. And you were very, everything was close and with, if not within arm's reach, you know, it didn't, everything felt like you were in a room or a, uh, you know, at a desk or in an office, mm -hmm. you know, you were stuck in a car, right? So it was all very compact spaces. Uh, you Expect Me to Die 2 has just opened everything out. Um, again, you start in the office, you then... Get just as you get through the office tutorial, you get this massive, um, one of the best sort of James Bond esque sequence that you know, with all the kind of dancing silhouettes of the women and you know, think, um, kaleidoscopes that go up to make faces and guns and all that kind of stuff. But that's all happening around you in VR, and um, that was really cool, really, really cool, sort of going through the eyes, uh, uh, through the mouth of a stylized skull at the end of it to kind of then pop out at outside a theater where a van tears up and you dive into it and you're inside this, you know, kind of like, uh, like what, what do you call it? Surveillance van. 
and then you sort of do a few bits and then that's your hub and then that sends you off to all your different levels but um the first level i played uh was in a theater so you are in the lighting gantry and through you're, you're getting uh you have to put the headphones on that are on in front of you on the on the table mm-hmm. and once you put the headphones and they lock to your head you're now getting instructions from the director of the theater production telling you right you need to do this remember in 15 minutes you've got to do that pull this lever to do that and you know your cue is this go and um yeah you're trying to make the theater performance go but all the way through the theater performance you realize that one of the things you're going to do is pull a lever and it's going to release like noxious gas and kill everyone in the in the auditorium so you're now searching for how do I lock this off? How do I, you know, how do I lock that off? How do I set these lights off? How do I stop this person from walking over there on the stage? All that kind of stuff, and it's um, it's obviously going to be very trial and error um, on on that level. But um, yeah, it was just it was just brilliant. It reminded me a lot of, you know, when you uh, in Hitman Two, mm-hmm. when you you're in the kind of gantry there, and then the models are going up and down the catwalk and stuff, and you've got to kind of wait for your moment to, to strike and you can set, set a bomb off or whatever. Yeah. It's very much like very, it had that feel to it. It had a, that, that idea of, oh, I shouldn't be here doing this, but isn't this super cool? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm being sneaky, but um, yeah, it was really good. And then, like the main guy, the main sort of villain in it seems to be Will Wheaton. So Will it's got a bit Wheaton. Of a voice cast going on this time. Yes. Will. So, uh, yeah, just in in every way, it just kind of it's just expanded everything from the motions and the things you can do and what you're looking for and yeah, it, it, like there's even like hidden bonus items that you can find in the level, sort of little trophies and stuff. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, yeah, definitely going to pick that up and on in VR when it uh, when it finally comes out. Does uh, anyone at any point um, tell Will then- Wheaton to shut up, Wesley? I know this may finish me as an acting ensign, but shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. And since I am finished here, sir, may I point out that shut up, Wesley. No, but what I, but what I did do is you get a Nerf gun because on the opposite side of the stage is a target you have to shoot, and then that um, releases a thing that you know goes out onto the stage. So if you take the Nerf gun and then shoot him in the back of the head, it puts him off his performance, and then the gas just descends. Okay. And um, yeah, so yeah, you can do stuff like that. You kind of every time you try and subvert it, and they've, they've obviously thought about it, and you know it sets off different triggers to basically kill everyone. So yeah, you got to be very careful. So it's quite creative. Well, like I say the hog. Yeah, very, very creative. Good. But I think there's like there is a way to do it, and you've just got to kind of work your way through mm. it. But yeah, lots of trial and error, but fun trial and error, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, that's VR only, right? Yeah. So there was. That was VR only, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then off off the back of that as well, I also played um, two other games, which was Iron Rebellion, which do you remember? Um, there was a game called Hawken many years ago. So many years like, ago, I think it's still going. Yeah, it's it's, it's shit, it? but I think it's still going. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So it's very similar to that in the in the basically you're in a mech. And you're in an arena, yep. and you're fighting other people. Yeah, Hawken um, is still I going very... as a free-to-play game. I wouldn't bother. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's sort of Titanfall if Titanfall two, mm-hmm. if you're in the mechs, if you want to kind of bet more recent um, reference point. But or Mech Warrior. 
uh, Mech Warrior, right? But the one thing I would say is that I've got quite good VR sea legs, and this game was very <laughs> um, like you you have a leap in the mech, and that made me feel sick because you're going from on the floor to like a couple of hundred foot in the air in in an instant, and that did not feel nice. Um, so obviously you've got like turn. It's weird because you're it's a sat down game. And you have like two joysticks on either side that you are that you have to lock your hands into. So you you can't just grab the joysticks in world, and they are the joysticks you have. Because obviously I've got the motion controls. Um, what it does, it kind of lock. You have to toggle your hands on or off into these positions. So there are times when I'm trying to move, or I want to unlock my hand to click on something, and I can't because it's it won't let me untether my hand from the joysticks, and it's all just a little bit clunky, and everything snaps too, and yeah, it's just all a bit awkward. But the actual moving around, and like once you're locked in and you're you're firing stuff, like actually moving around and playing it as a first, as like a in inverted commas first person shooter, um, really felt great because you have that kind of really good cool strafe strafe motion but you can also because you one of your arms is just the um machine gun like the the turret mm. so you're just waving the turret around as if it's your arm and that's like super cool so you can be like sort of turning one way but pointing the gun the other way and shooting as a mech and stuff and it yeah it felt amazing but um yeah yeah it, it needs a bit more time and polish and a bit more thought but um yeah thoroughly enjoyed it it was a it's what i wanted from a mech mm. game which was just a sort of hoon around in a silly vehicle for a bit. What I want to know, um, and then the last one is why have they not made a steel battalion for VR? This because they made one on original Xbox. Was it original Xbox? Was it 360 with that gigantic controller that you could so that could only is, be used for that game with the Quest Two? You can use your fingers to actually point. Yeah, because they made so you can um, flick switches and toggles. And, yeah. And that's what I'm, what I'm saying, because they made Steel Battalion heavy armor on 360 for the Kinect, for the Kinect yeah. but the Kinect was bad, and it was really, it was almost impossible to play. Um, and I can say yeah. this from first-hand experience, because I had well, a I Kinect and I bought that yeah. game. Um, why did they not make I wonder if they just got so burnt on that. I don't know. It, it was made by FromSoft. Yeah, it was. Blimey. So, Wow. It was, a, you know, it was a decent yeah, game right. that was held back by the hardware that it was. They were forced to use on it, and I think, I think that's the problem: is that like VR is not that prevalent, blah blah blah. So why spend all that money developing something that's that in depth? But you could think that, like you know, maybe yada yada yada, Sony or uh, or Valve themselves, someone one of these companies that also has their own VR headset as well, would be like, hey. See, Sony would make more sense, right? It would, yeah, yeah. Unless if you're gonna if you're gonna pull out a new um, PlayStation VR to go with a PlayStation Five, mm -hmm. then you know that would be a great. It game would to be. Have on it, it would make me get a, think even harder about getting a VR headset if there was a Steel Battalion game. Exactly. On VR. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. Exactly. to so yeah, that's all right. And then last game I played uh, was a game called Sweet Surrender, which. Is like a pastel void bastard. <laughs> um, you are in a facility. It, it seems like a, one of these kind of run games, like um, I, I don't know, yeah, like like void bastards, where you kind of you've got a distinct level that you need to get through 
to get to the exit at the end. Um, and but because it's in VR, you are you've got two ways of uh, sort of movement. So you can either do the whole um, teleport system that you have in Half Life Alex, or you can actually, if you're really feeling brave, use the joystick, which I did, and that feels weird because you start you're ice skating. There's there's a weird locomotion between what you're doing with a joystick. You want to strafe with a joystick, but you can physically strafe in real life. So it's a bit you have to kind of it's like rubbing your head and like tapping your head and rubbing your stomach sort of situation. But yes, sort of haven't fully got the grips of the like like the the locomotion. But yeah, it's good fun. But it then actually in combat and stuff you're going around the facility basically trying to find your way through a maze there are robot different types of robots and and obstructions and you basically just have to shoot your way out uh, and it's bloody good fun um a bit quick for my liking um but you get sort of it's almost very tomb raider you, you actually have holsters on your hips you sort of lock your lock your guns into the into the holsters and then when it comes time to fire you pull them out Double guns, double pistols, and shoot, 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 shoot. But what I did really like is that they've just gone full time crisis. So as soon as you, you're out of bullets, just dip the guns down, pull them back up again. You're fully reloading. You're back in again, sort of double guns and um, yeah, brilliant. Just a lot, of, lot of fun. Um, nowhere near as um, nice to hold the guns and shoot the guns as, as Half-Life Alex. I think that is the absolute gold standard for this kind of um this kind of maneuver the, these kind of maneuvers and these kind of you know using use of weapons and stuff because that just feels everything in that oh, game feels you incredible. You know that the Valve would have but, thrown a lot of money at that though to make sure it Exactly happened. right. Exactly. But um it's it's not a million miles away, I have to say. And um yeah, like I say, just just tearing through a level just trying to take out. Well, I mean, I must have looked ridiculous because obviously, like, I've been playing these in my lunch hour while, while the family's been away, and hopefully, like, you know, none of them have come home early and seen me sort of crawling about on the floor, <laughs> trying to hide behind boxes that aren't there and stuff. But yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been good fun. Been good, good, good fun. Like, it looks like a good sort of almost like rogue, roguelikey type game, but it proves that the. The, the, the one thing that VR does very well other than driving games is um, sort of first-person shooters. So, yeah, another one to keep you, keep your eyes on, I think, if you've got VR. Sweet surrender. you are the only one who does. No no yeah, one else it. on the team has got a VR headset or like, PlayStation no, VR. But no, like, but if anyone's listening, they've, they've picked up I'm a quest. I've been tempted. I am tempted, especially now that I've got the hardware that I, I can run a headset on. But um, Oh, that was the other thing, is that I'm now running it on um, virtual desktop. Right, so hence why I can play it down in the front room is that I had the PC running upstairs. Mm-hmm. If you run a virtual desktop client on your PC and then dial into it via your headset, I can literally leave the game running upstairs, walk downstairs, and because the Wi-Fi picks it up and it's of sufficient speed, I can just play the game without any lag, without any problems, and completely wireless. Nice. So um, that, is, that is thoroughly recommended mm-hmm. because obviously there's way more space my tiny little studio mm. so uh yeah yeah definitely well worth getting if you've got a quest 2 mm. i think i'll i'll have a look and, and see go, um it. what they're like uh in terms of price when it comes around to like black friday so you're right looking there. at about i reckon you'll be looking at about 285 still a lot for, of money for a quest yeah still 250 maybe for the the smaller one to be fair i've got like the small uh i haven't got the 32 gig or whatever is the big one 
or two five six. I can't remember what it is, but I've got the smallest capacity you can get. But I haven't filled it up because obviously I'm running it on my PC, so the PC is taking on the strain of the storage. So okay, that's good. Yeah, right. well worth looking into. Um, well, those are the demos that we played. Uh, let's pass over to Adam to hear what he's been playing. Okay, time to talk about those games. What I played from the demos. You know how it goes. Right, the first one I have on here is Unpacking. Possibly the best out of the lot. Uh, unpacking was a game where you unpack stuff. Uh, really nice pixel art style um, packing simulator. What was cool about so you're trying to pack stuff and fit it into spaces like you start in like a dorm bedroom and then you try to unpack it. Uh, the things and like put books on shelves, hang up clothes and stuff, and then it slowly evolves. So like here's this person's first apartment. Um, it's clear, and it's a childhood bedroom actually it starts with. So it's clear there's more to it than just the puzzle of where does everything, or where should everything go. There's also a little bit of nuance to some sort of story here and like possibly some of the cleverest environmental storytelling I've ever seen, which is, I can't think of a better version of how that works. Uh, so yeah, the other guys, some of the other guys did play unpacking, so I'm sure they've already talked that one to death a little bit. Next is a uh, tunic, which is that cool fox-like Zelda game that everyone's been talking about. Uh, more Souls-like than I was expecting. Very moody, dark, and definitely a reliance on the roll mechanic for combat. So cool. Uh, Tiny Thor is a really good game. So you play a childhood Thor. You have, what's his hammer called, Midna or something? Uh, you have the hammer, you can like sling it around and pull it back at yourself. You can use it for all kinds of things. But like a, if I was to, if I was to guess, like I'm gonna say like Mega Drive style, like has some of that parallax scrolling that later Mega Drive games had. Um, but just really good game, you're picking up gems and stuff. And yeah, that was a good one, good length demo as well. Super Dungeon Maker, Fink's Awakening, fantastic. So this is what people want when they talk about a Zelda maker. Like way better than the one that was in uh, the new version of Link's Awakening. Um, so it sets you off with some like demo levels you can go through. Um, it's 2D. Uh, it's called Super Dungeon Maker Fink's Awakening. So that style is like halfway between, uh, somewhere between like Link's Awakening and the original Link's Awakening, like Link to Pass, but with like chunkier graphics and stuff. Um, it had like all the things you'd expect, like versions of boomerangs and stuff, versions of the hookshot. Uh, really good um sable definitely the coolest thing on the list when i was looking at our list uh nick wrote wow feel like that's fair uh it's like a breath of the wild kind of like game but setting this cool like post-apocalyptic like mad max sort of world where everyone's wearing masks but what's cool about it cell shaded graphics and an altered framework where framework where the main character moves at a different pace to the rest of the characters which is just super cool and a different way of doing things. Um, there seems to be no combat. You spend a lot of time and you get to go on a cool like junk bike. Reminds me of some out of Star Wars, like Tatooine. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. Next we have Palm Ride, which was kind of an Outrun game set in the future. Like why it looks a little Outrun, but looked a little bit more like the old Lotus games on um, the Amiga, if anyone played Lotus 1, 2 or 3. Um, so like the screen's coming towards you, driving, kind of got to avoid 
things and it's run based. It was okay. It uses that like net 80s aesthetic that everyone uses with the purple lines and stuff, sounding like Blood Dragon. Cool soundtrack though. Um, Life on a Pizza. By far the worst game I played out of all these. Uh, you start with a pizza and there is a mouth going and you're a little character trying to avoid a man eating the pizza. As you're eating the pizza, there's ants on the pizza as well and you have to avoid them because they shove you towards the end of the pizza and you get eaten by the mouth. Looked terrible, played even worse. Don't recommend. Uh, Frank and Drake. Actually going to have to quickly Google that one because I don't remember what it was. I think it was. This was a turn-based narrative experience about two housemates with different cycles, a contemporary take on the classic novels of Frankenstein and Dracula. Very cool game. Um, wasn't a lot to do with it, but it had this cool, like, um, you could tell where you can move based on, like, the environment shimmering, and it had, like, a cool wireframe thing that happened from time to time. But yeah, turn-based as in you take turns being each of the characters. Um... And yeah, like a cool like binder mechanic where you were using a binder to like look through stuff. But yeah, interested to see more. Ro um, uses rotoscoping, like look like a scanner darkly. It's a really cool uh, graphic, like has that same shimmer that a scanner darkly had. So yeah, really enjoyed it. And that's it for me. That's all I managed to play. I was going to play Lake on the Xbox, but I didn't get around to it. So uh, yeah, cheers guys for letting me join in, even though I couldn't be there with you. And excited to hear what you guys say. I played nothing. I played nothing. I know. Watch a lot games. of football. Didn't play any football. There weren't any bloody football games. Football. It's coming home. Yeah. Fit bar. Um. <laughs> I now want to make a, a text adventure that is, um, Euro '96, like the revenge, and 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 it is coming home. You could probably do that in and dreams. It is football for sure. Uh, or That's like you know, oh, yeah. game maker or whatever. I'm going to say game maker is um, now free completely. Yesterday twine. they removed like, the you know, make it a full they removed the um thirty day trial period and made it free completely. So it's just free? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Make it like a full on like old school text adventure. Like you see three doors, mm. do you go north, south, or you know, north, south or east? You go east. You you see it, it may be coming home. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? it you struggle it to follows. understand this mystical what, it. What, yeah, I do not understand. yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, uh, there was a really, really cool uh, text adventure on the demo version of Dreams that they had running at like EGX. Oh, um, I remember that. I, I remember I went back to the the the, the Dreams stage, uh, the, the little Dreams area, like five or six times over that weekend, yeah. as I could not get enough of that game. Um, and then when uh, when the game came out on consoles, I couldn't find the bloody thing. Um. <laughs> I might have to tweet. Give Ali a uh, shout. We know. Yeah, give Ali a shout. Yeah. Um, see if he knows where it is. <laughs> if he's got any insider information on where they buried that text adventure. That's it. Um, yeah. Anyway, we've gone off topic again. Um, so, yeah, those were the, uh, the, the demos that we played. Some, um, some really interesting games, I think. Mm. Um, a few slightly underwhelming ones, but some that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I have subsequently found out that Labyrinth City Pierre the Maze Detective came out on the 22nd as well. So the same day that Alex Kidd came out when the um, Steam Next Fest ended. Um, so that's out now on PC and uh, Switch and I'm going to go and probably buy it. 
But um, I think that probably, I mean, speaking for for for, for me and Nick, I'd say the game that we're most excited about is, um, is Sable. Would you mm. say? Yep, yeah, Sable, and then Lake yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, what was the other one? Chasing Static. Chasing Static. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even I'm interested in that, and I'm like really bad with with survival horror games. Uh, Chazzy, what was your standout of the um, of that? VR games to be fair, it would probably be the one I'd probably buy is Tunic. Um, out of all of them, Tunic. but then okay, yeah, yeah, I expect you to die as like a day one purchase anyway. But mm. obviously, that's cool. a, that's a kind of known quantity. So yeah, Tunic for me. Yeah. But yeah, there's some really, really interesting games that are either out now or out in the not too distant future uh, to keep your eye out on. Especially if you're, you know, fan of, of indie games, um, really are in the middle of a of another. It feels like another like golden age mm. for um, indie games. Uh, they've seemed to have benefited. Is a really is probably the wrong word choice to use, but uh, haven't been affected by mm. the coronavirus pandemic as much as a big studio game would be because most of them will be working from home working remotely anyway um and so uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a lot of space yeah for indie indie games to get a little bit more coverage at the moment than perhaps normally would be um helps quite a lot i think by xbox are, are doing a very good job of pushing them to the forefront and so uh our uh, valve through steam um sony not, not so much. much. Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. They used to be the indie champions, at least for a while. They were the indie champions. They were the uh, indie champions until it wasn't making the money, and then they weren't the indie champions, and they wanted to. Yeah, they they realised that they. Couldn't. It was Microsoft. Yeah, to, through um, the uh, what what, what are the, uh, summer arcade back on three sixty. Yeah, uh, and then the PS four generation was pretty much. It was all Sony. Um, lots and lots of indie games on PS four and Vita. Uh, and then the Switch came out and sort of stole a lot of that. Switch is still my indie game platform yeah. of choice. Um, but now it's, yeah, it's all Microsoft caught in the indies. And yeah, Sony well, and the console the side, anyway. Mm. But yeah, so it's weird how it goes in cycles. But um, yeah, it's just. Yeah. It, mu- it must just be like the pure numbers on the back end of it, though. Like they must see it and they must see all this sort of effort they put into. Hi. I finding and really picking and sense for, yeah. for microsoft well or the thing is it makes, might, makes sense it's... for microsoft from a game pass point of view right you you get some of these yep. indie games and you put them on your free subscription service and it's a kind of win-win right yep. you're packing out you're packing yep. out the service yeah. but you're also giving great visibility developer gets paid um lots of people get hands-on with their games they get free marketing because the new games that are coming out on game pass get advertised all over the place mm. uh yeah so it feels like a win-win uh as far as i know uh i haven't really read too much about like uh a game developers experience of an indie game developers experience yeah. of putting a game on game pass uh, something I'm, i would would mind finding a little bit more about but either way you say it goes in cycles, but it's but there's there's um there always seems to be a home for for indie games. But at the moment, it's uh, there's just loads of them. I, I I don't know how many games there were uh, demos available on the Steam Next Fest, but page after page after page, it was kind of nuts. Yeah, um, and lots of them it seems are pretty good. So lots to look forward to. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, we have rambled enough. Uh, <laughs> any any other any ob any ob fuck's sake aob before we end any other business? Not for me. No. No, nothing. Good. You're too local council, <laughs> local government My- even. <laughs> I'm A-O-B. too. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Like <laughs> oh, Jackie uh, Oh God. Wells? You don't um, have any authority uh, here, that's, Mark. That's, that's cyberpunk. She has to. Yeah. You have no power here. Um. Yeah. All right then. Fine. Um. <laughs> streaming has been a little bit. Uh. We've fallen off a bit because it's been like people have been busy and it's also been quite warm. Um. So. We've fallen off the streaming a little bit. I'm going to try and get back on it soon. Yeah, I think we'll um, try and pull something we'll, together. Soon. We'll try and get back into it. We'll get back into some sort of It's just finding uh, the games that I really want to dive into with, with streaming. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think I might just end up doing a flag up. Like, hey, here is a Final Fantasy XIV Primer stream, just for anyone who's yeah. curious about what Final Fantasy XIV is, because I'm playing a lot of that at the, at the moment. Um, but I've got some other games that I think might be interesting to stream. Uh, Duskers. Uh, and a few other games. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on yeah. Twitter um, for that. Um, we haven't had anything uh, written on the website in a while. We need to light a fire under Andy's ass um, <laughs> to get him to write some more stuff for the website. Um, but anyway, yeah, you can find our socials. Um, uh, I'm at Basement Shacks. Uh, Chazzy is at Chazzy, but with a four instead of an A. Yeah, see, so that's right. Double yeah. Z, yeah, uh, Nick, you're at Haunted Crime, but crime with a Y. Like the Genesis album. Like, we can't like spell. the Genesis album. I did not know that that was named after a Genesis album. Nursery Crime. You fucking nerd. <laughs> yep. <laughs> with terrible music. Fair enough. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no, Genesis are all right. Know, like, they're, they're wow. They're not my... I mean, is that, is that like... I mean, it's, a, it's like a Phil Collins era problem. Genesis. It's a, it's a Phil that Collins was... problem, right? We used to have a we used to have a game at work, which was called the Phil Collins game, in which you had to hand over your iPhone or music device, and for every Phil Collins track, you got a punch in the arm, <laughs> and that was the Phil Collins game. Well, there you go. What, what era of Genesis was that? Was that the? It's the fourth album, so it was Peter Gabriel. It was the first album oh. with Phil Collins as drummer on. That's fair so enough. it was back when they were like really crazy prog and. No, that's and fair um, it was Peter bef- Gabriel was like dressing up like a flower. I thought you were like talking that. about like yeah, it was era. it was the album before the flower album. So he dressed up as like oh, okay. a weird old man and a little young girl. Yeah, called Cynthia with a croquette <laughs> mallet. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, croquet right. even gonna... not croquette. That's what you eat. Yeah. Um. I've completely lost my <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a show. very bizarre You were giving our uh, socials. Um, socials oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, of course, you can find us over on Twitter, at Labs Gamer. Um, yeah, that's about it. Thanks yeah. very much for listening. Uh, gentlemen, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you. Um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Ta-ra!